great. Woo! Um, hello, everybody, and welcome um, to another episode of Art and Labor. We are the podcast dedicated to the ongoing struggle to survive as an art and or cultural worker. Remember that tagline? Yeah. <laughs> um, now featuring Lucia Love, as seen on the New York Times. As- <laughs> oh, yeah. Bitch, yes. Yeah. This bitch got a Times right now. Boom. Let it be known you can badmouth the Times every week in a podcast and still get it. Yeah, it turns out you can just be honest about how you feel. And then also people can just write things. And writers are not newspapers. It's true. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We have our own scene here, you know? Uh, You know, I know Jillian, who wrote up your piece, has written about artwork or stuff too. Yeah, she actually came to find uh, uh, like information about unionizing stuff i think a few years ago maybe yeah was like hey you know i'm just wanted to get in touch with people and then we were like oh that's cool and just haven't seen her since really oh cat oh uh, oh shit. wow oh wow i don't know the cat is like a scientist really just <laughs> it's fine testing yeah, it's all good doing a little physics test <laughs> Um, but yes, Jill, yeah, I remember when, I remember she interviewed us, right? Um, Didn't she interview us? Yeah, I think she talked yeah. to us, that's what I'm... Yeah, sorry, like, I was distracted I, by the cat. Yeah, yeah she talked yeah, to us so. a few years ago about <laughs> unionizing efforts in the art world, yeah. and because she's on, she's, she's on in the she's milieu. In she's in the it. milieu. Also in the milieu. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, fan, yeah, yeah. Fan favorite, um, you know... Honorary co-host, frankly. Frankly. I, I would love to be a co-host. Um, <laughs> you can I, come anytime, literally anytime you want. I'll give you um, half my Patreon because <laughs> it would just be amazing. No, no, uh, I, I don't need... Oh, yeah, so, hey, I'm David, David Turner. Turner. Yeah, hey, David Turner here. Um, <laughs> as you may or may not know, I do a newsletter called Penny Fraction, which is about... Which I now have a new tagline, which is called Ooh. Music Business Criticism, oh. which is probably... I mean, there's probably some, like, biz school thing that does that as, as an actual, like, study or something, but, like, whatever. Um, also, other disclaimer, my day job is at SoundCloud. The thoughts, views, and opinions brought <laughs> here do not represent my employer or previous employers. Yeah, so uh, anything I say has nothing to do with them. They're a great company. I love them for everything they do for me and my family. <laughs> And uh, the the what was it? The, what was the the funding from? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Shouts out to our funders, um, Timisac Holding, <laughs> Timisac, which is a, yeah, yeah. Timisac Holding, which is a Singaporean sovereign wealth fund. Um, Sirius XM, <laughs> you know, Sirius XM satellite radio. Um, the Rain Group, which is also like basically like an entertainment. I don't. The Rain Group very mysterious. I don't really know what they do. I just know at some point they work with the Saudis about with stuff. So who knows? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, just got to remember where the checks come from. But I think that's yeah. the thing we'll get to today is oh, knowing where definitely. the checks come from. Hey, speaking of Let's where go. checks come from, it's pretty cool. We went to a little uh, local uh, leftist library yesterday and found out that they're funded by BlackRock. <laughs> Wait. Well, <laughs> Inadvertently. Like, oh. Oh, just like fucking everything else, <laughs> it is, though. That is true. Just like everything else. Inadvertently. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, you guys, no. No, uh, but inadvertently. Plausible deniability, but I don't know. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, different. But, it's different. It's different. 
it's different guys. Uh, okay it's different yeah. when it's you know it's what the money it goes through a little cleaning channel that's, that's called right. a different person person, a different person yeah <laughs> and then it gets a, a wife a wife yeah a wife <laughs> gives perhaps to a husband and then a husband gives potentially to a library and then all of a sudden the money's not from BlackRock it's just from it's a just, husband you know an individual yeah. an enterprising individual just a guy just some who's guy. married and that's a good thing for people to be if they are supportive <laughs> I mean to be fair I think maybe like 10% of all Patreon content is also just funded by Google but that's just because most people that listen to Patreon content probably work for Google or Facebook or something and have money to give away and that's fine mm. because it's not like you know the places where people work affect the things that people think about or do or you know none of these things are connected it's no. just that yeah um, none of my views represent the NGO I work for either um, and uh, or Procter and Gamble who funds the <laughs> NGO job <laughs> <laughs> I will say my, I will I will I will say the opposite. I am probably influenced by Procter and Gamble. Like I'm just gonna, there's I have too many other products for that not to be the case. There's like some level of like dialogue happening with me and Procter and Gamble. I would say. Well, this is definitely related to some of the shit we're going to be getting into, um, which is namely, you know, um, propaganda. Does it affect does, ideology? Does it affect me though? <laughs> You guys, you guys, I don't participate in ideology. I gotta go. No. I don't, I don't like see, do that I don't that see stuff. ideology. I don't yeah. see. I don't, I don't believe in ideology, so it uh, couldn't affect, couldn't be me. Couldn't no. be me. No, I'm gonna say, so I was brought on, I was like given a very excited text from OK earlier this week because there was big news in the world of the music entertainment space, um, which was that Tenzin, oh, sorry, not Tenzin, Epic Games. Epic yeah. We're getting okay, into that Tenzin. later. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, Epic Games bought Bandcamp, which I would say was pretty terrible news. Like, I saw it and just felt very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't know, Epic Games, creator of Fortnite, but before Fortnite, does any, did, did either of y'all ever, like, know of, like, the Unreal Tournament? Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I was thinking of this earlier in the day because I was trying to, like, think about, like, Epic Games is kind of a weird company to me and that they've been around since like the early 90s but they really only gotten like really really well known because of Fortnite. but they had unreal they had like these 2d like shooters back in the early 90s that were boring i don't i never played them i don't know maybe they weren't boring um then they had unreal tournament which is like a big like sort of fun arcadey shooter game where you were like in an unreal tournament so you were going to different planets shooting guys it was i don't know kind of fun um and then they had gears of war which was basically like kind of an iraq metaphor game Mm -hmm. where you were like killing like locusts which were because you wanted to get their i guess oil like earth like um alien oil or something and then they had fortnite and then fortnite became massive and now they're like one of the biggest companies just doing stuff now yeah and, and now they bought Bandcamp, which is weird and very unfortunate oh it is it is so weird because like it just it, yeah you know, we've always talked about Bandcamp. Even on our episode with like you and Liz, I think we talked about Bandcamp as like, yeah, they're this benevolent, benevolent company until they're not anymore. Yeah. Because there's no, it's not like there's anything in their charter or something that says they have to stay in a certain way or. No, well, there, I mean, there is a lot though that like Bandcamp talked about in forming their platform that was like, we're consciously attempting not to 
recreate these patterns that you see in Spotify and everything. Like we're openly trying to um, like they publish percentages of like how much they give to artists. Right. Yeah. They like talk about how they give more to artists and they have like charts of how much of they've their... given to artists over the entire course of their running. And it's just like, I don't know, but to rewind a, just a tiny bit, like I was looking also into Tim Sweeney. It's oh, like yeah, early, early yeah. years, right? So it's like form the formation of Epic Games apparently is like something that like attracted um band camp so you know it's like they were like yeah we'll we'll do a deal with you because they've been offered deals before and they said no but this one they're like yeah okay let's do this one and it mm. uh, like people are kind of formatting it like oh this tim sweeney guy he's actually really cool he everyone keeps repeating this phrase he bootstrapped for 22 years he was a bootstrapper for 22 years <sighs> born in maryland to a, a family that was in the defense department epic games baby. and um and then his first company was like the potomac group oh. or something like that before he started so he was always like into like tech developing and stuff and then realized that he could like monetize games but didn't really have an idea for like making a good game yeah because cliff blazinski who was like this sort of other big sort of not notable guy for epic games in the 90s and 2000s is like was the like face and sort of like spokesperson for like Unreal Tournament and and Gears of War. Mm -hmm. Like I Tim oh wow, I already forgot Tim's name. That's so Sweeney. Sweeney. I just call him Epic Tim now Epic because Tim. there's like also <laughs> a, like Apple, Apple Tim. Tim. Apple Tim Apple. Tim Apple, Apple and Tim <laughs> Epic. Tim, Way too yeah. many Tims. Yeah, Tim Epic. He uh, yeah, I guess he was always kind of in the I guess I'm just remembering this from like listening to video game podcasts in the two thousands. He's like he was always in the background and the less fun one where Cliff Lazinski was cool because he cursed and was like <laughs> games in the mid aughts were really fun. Um but he was like he cursed and had like a lot of opinions about shit mm. um but yeah so like that's actually that history is pretty interesting because also epic game is based out of um cary north carolina which is like i'm from north carolina and cary is like right outside of the research triangle so it is like there is again a little something interesting about just sort of the development of tech and of video games and sort of because if you've been to the research triangle it's not i don't know it's mm -hmm. fine but it's definitely one of those places where everything's gotten more expensive and it's like oh yeah because we have all these big tech jobs and now epic games which i we could all, i mentioned tenzin earlier but like they're 40 percent owned by tenzin which is like a chinese multinational not like conglomerate that owns a lot of stuff we probably will get into but like it's interesting to me because i'm like oh yeah like if i went back to middle school if i was like oh yeah this is that would be sort of the trajectory i would want to go on would be to like work at a place like that or make video games or something like that and i would just be sort of going to work at a place where i'm like oh okay i guess i'm gonna go work in a small town where like i'll make 5x what everyone else here makes that's cool and i don't know i feel like that yeah sorry that's going yeah, on a tangent but no like, no it's all connected because it's like looking at so i i feel like mm -hmm. to to properly track this story it's um, really good to map out how these different companies developed in, in a quick enough way that it's like, you know, because you have this collision of like, okay, here's Bandcamp developing their base and they're sort of like, let's make this environment that allows you to be like someone who just sells to a, a dedicated audience that's really like just little in yours and you don't get um, pushed out by an algorithm or something you yeah. just can do your thing and then there's like 
you know, this other company growing in in tandem in some other sector that's like, oh, how do we expand into all of these, like, you know, diversifying our holdings or whatever. And then there's this even larger company behind that one that's eating shit up like a fucking Pac-Man. Like, it's just like, it's insane to think about how um like the logic behind all people's uh capitalist urges in this chain are sort of also connected or similar because what i was seeing was like epic tim was like yeah we just undercut people you know from the earliest stages i was just thinking yeah i want to um make sure that i offer good services but cheaper you know and then like all Mm. of his stories are about his first business was like mowing lawns and it costs you love that like silicon valley myth making bullshit that is just pervasive in every like because it's like oh it doesn't matter they're Mm -hmm. all like little people who made it up the ladder yeah (laughs) right near the nation's capital (laughs) where you're in these suburbs where some of like and then your Mm. parents work for defense company defense they work in defense and then then you go on to like like your most popular property is this like tool for like recruiting children into the military (laughs) yeah 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 not a fucking coincidence and like and then yeah and then just like the lack of emphasis on original content and like there's always just this thing about remodeling things and yeah yeah but also and then also one of the fun things with fortnite is because it got so it got to a sort of scale of size where it now does like ariana grande um marshmallow yeah and then (laughs) didn't they do like a martin luther king day thing they talked about that yeah (laughs) yeah and then they just do all the different like sort of brand collaborations as well because it's sort of I actually want to say I'm blaming this. I don't know if this is the listeners of the show, but maybe a few of you out there. Synergies of brands where basically people that work at these, I'm including myself in this, people that work at these companies have friends that work at other companies. And it's like my friend at Disney thinks that it'd be cool if we did this collaboration and it's a win-win for both of you because now your job gets to say we work with Disney and the other one's like, we got to work with this cool video game company. And it's like this like, below executive sort of like decision i see this a lot at work below Mm. executive decision making where it's basically middle class and then increasingly upper middle class people sort of connecting like company dots where you're like oh so that's why we got all this like corporate synergy it isn't because like a ceo this is because like yeah like epic tim was like i think we should work with fariana grande it's like nah like whole marketing teams exist just to kind of do that and i'm always like yeah one do a little better but also Maybe we shouldn't, I don't know. I feel like I want to yell more at the people, like my friends and myself included, to be like, maybe you shouldn't be thinking this way at your job. I don't know how you should be thinking, but, that's but there's got to be some other way. That's also, that like, that that crucial moment is, like, it's interesting to see, because apparently, according to everything I'm looking at, which could also just be completely propaganda but i think there's a grain of truth no there definitely is it's like epic tim's company uh um employee roster was around like 10 to 15 people for a long time yeah and that was what they meant by bootstrapping not necessarily oh we came out of nowhere it was more like oh maybe we have startup capital maybe we are well positioned but we haven't grown Mm like this decision making bank of like actual intellectual um labor yeah and uh i think when 
I don't know exactly. I'm still, you know, sorry, everybody. Um, uh, I, I also do other things aside from research. Yeah, <laughs> fucking pay um, Lucia to write the paper. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one needs to apologize yeah. if you don't have. Okay, so I'm thing. doing broad strokes <laughs> yeah. again, and welcome to art and labor. Um, the all right, so uh, Epic Tim is you know cultivating this company, keeping a very low um, headcount, and then uh, when Tencent like uh, starts to buy into the company, it's like they are that gives them the ability to expand yeah. in ways that then they have like other departments open for what I'm assuming is like, okay, you know, how are you keeping your shareholders happy? What are they telling you to expand into? And that's where things get really opaque and I haven't found anything. See, this is where I was going to say again, not to mm-hmm. get too into it, but like this is where things do get kind of confusing in company to company because that those decisions really could be shareholder decisions, executive decisions, or like senior management decisions. And in a lot of ways, every all three of those things kind of work in tandem to figure out how to make the other ones happy because it's sort of like... Okay, I guess I'm going to spill, like, I'm not going to get too deep in it because this is still a regular show. But it's like, <gasps> executive, if an executive doesn't know what to do, they go one step below. If that person in the, value, in the company doesn't know what to do, they go one step below. Then at some point, the person that makes a decision finally in that chain has to see that decision go up, back through that chain to the executives. And then depending on how the company is set up, it may be the board, it may be shareholders, whatever, they also kind of have to buy into that new narrative and idea that's also being built. So I guess that's why it's opaque and obviously more reporting and more research could actually get to the real bottom of it. But I sometimes feel like it's so like interwoven together. And often these are not like mutually exclusive like classes of people. It's like these people that are like making these more senior decisions probably know the investors. They probably like have drinks with those people. So it's not like a... I think the, when you work, when you're like really far away or just entirely removed from the discussion, it feels really like who's making decisions? Where is it coming from? And it's basically coming from like a sort of like cluster of folks who may not be all talking to each other directly about how this should they go. They have class interests. Yes. Uh, oh, another thing that obfuscates this is the consulting wing of things. So like, it, I, I wonder if like uh, people maybe don't work at like traditional company type structures might not realize that like the way company budgets are set up is like a huge chunk of it is set aside specifically for consultants. And like, this is like money that like could be going back to the workers to like do some of this, like, like extra project work that is like given to these outside, um, like PR firms or like other types of like marketing firms or whatever they like. Sometimes it goes into like union busting. Sometimes the consultant like budget goes into lawyers, like whatever. But like it's it's just this so many so many decisions like are relegated to completely to, to groups like outside the company that is just like there to like be like you know, we got you uh, $14 million worth of, like, advertising value because of our media placements and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then there are also, and then there are also the other, like, sort of also contract workers who are not, who are also sort of maybe, like, doing, like, third-party work in sort of, like, Eastern European or sort of Southeast Asian companies where we're like, mm. well, we don't want to pay for top-tier engineers or whatever, so we'll just find, like, a 
third party temp company or whatever phrasing you want to use to describe it. And you're like, oh, well, we'll pay you $3 an hour while we have someone else on retainer for like, I don't know, however, whatever stupid amount of money you're going to pay the, the other consultants. It's like, yeah. yeah, I think this is kind of one of those things that like, I guess I think, and to go back to sort of the band camp and sort of epic stuff, I think that's kind of why I felt really just sad. But then when I started really thinking about what this means for music, in the way, especially I think about music, because I kind of center record labels as sort of like the thing that we need to always keep in mind and what mm-hmm. their interests are, because their interests are often pretty like, I don't know, can be, can kind of vary a lot, but it's like, I try to keep that at the center because record labels existed before streaming. They've existed in various different formats. So I don't, I always get very like, and I've said it on the show multiple times. Like that's why I don't get like as worked up about streaming sometimes because I'm like, Labels existed before streaming. They'll exist probably after, unless we do something about it. So, like, I kind of want to, like, think of that. So, for Bandcamp, my immediate thought was, well, this is a bummer. But, one, I don't know what Epic Games is going to do now that they bought them. That's not super clear. I do think that internally, I'm really curious if internally how much, like, fissures and friction this is going to be causing for people there. Mm. And then also, I kind of wonder, like, I mean, it is, like, the one thing that I will say that Epic does do that is, like, decent decent because we don't have states to do this for us is um <laughs> they complain that apple charges like 30 percent on like tap like 30 percent on like that's right on like app in-app purchases which is absurd so like that's why you can't buy albums on bandcamp is because if they did apple would take 30 percent, which is like ridiculous um so epic is trying to fight that and so again because we don't have a functioning state to deal with companies good for them to like fight for fight against that but that's like basically like the kind of like only like silver lining I found was that like one thing. Oh my god! Because otherwise I'm just like. Ugh. Remember that commercial, though, or like the the ad that was like the um, it was like all the Fortnite people that were like, oh, we're we're gonna oh, yeah. fight the evil Apple they man. Back, yes. and they brought back the old school Apple um like or Orwellian it was like 1984. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was like we're going, to, we're fighting the tech Goliath. Like, yeah, because Spotify also is very like also sides with Epic on the on this one as well because they're also very annoyed that they can't actually just have like the subscription go in app. But and it's stuff. also all right. So it's yeah. crazy because so now Tencent owns a portion of Spotify and a portion of. Bandcamp. And they also own... And, uh, I mean, through Epic Games. And they also have 10% of the Universal Music Group. Yeah. 2% of Warner Music Group. They also invested, (sighs) like, nearly $200 million into Ghana. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But it's, like, one of, like, the second or third biggest Indian music streaming app. So it's, like, like these giant multinational corporations are, like, using smaller companies as puppets to fight their competitors in a global market because Apple is like mm. edging in on Tencent properties that they're like I'm sorry we're gonna crush you now because you've been <laughs> making so many bad business decisions but we're gonna make it look like the underdog is doing it it's really and the thing is if you work and the thing is I guess if you because the thing is if you work at one of those places I am speaking for myself on this case it's like it is kind of nice because you do have a clear enemy and a clear thing you're fighting against where you're like, oh, that makes our business harder to do. That should get fixed so to make our business easier. And you're just like, oh, okay. It may- I don't know. I feel like that's like something where people get like much more like easier to go to work every day to do that than sort of be like, what widget am I doing here for this thing that people don't really care about? But like people do care about this other thing. Sorry, this is again... 
Sorry, my corporate sponsor is taking over my brain. Sorry on that. Well, it's, it, you know, it, it gets a little, like, obtuse because it's, it's like, okay, well, it, Apple, like, Apple controls, like, a huge amount of how people can um, have any media at all. Yeah. And, like, right. so what is that, like, wh- what would it look like to, like, um, demonopolize Apple when and like and it's yeah it, of course like the only like entity that could like touch that is like something like Tencent not like the U.S. government because the U.S. government can't doesn't you know doesn't really uh, have the power to um, do that anymore there's no like <laughs> like you know you'd have to completely replace everybody in Congress and um, it's uh very slow going to do that (laughs) yeah and i think that's why i guess that's kind of why i like have a sort of odd perspective i think when i write my newsletter because i'm just like trying to just see the wedges of different issues and stuff where i'm like okay if this is a thing that people are going to talk about in because like i read too much music business news like i read the financial press for music every fucking second of the day and so i feel like i like am so intermeshed and trying to understand this shit where i'm like yeah, if Apple changed that, that would just be better. It's like, that's better. But then I'm like, well, the government should just do that. And if the government's doing that, there's like a whole laundry list of other things I'd like for them to start doing <laughs> around this entire space, if that's possible. But that's not happening right now. And I can yell and send my email to the FTC and like, you know, <laughs> I try. Um, but it's not <laughs> happening fast enough. So I'm like, okay, if Epic's going to do that, I'm not going to like get mad at it i just want to be like okay that's like one thing that like probably should happen but it's like a problem that we have this monopoly anyway and then i guess this is where i get so like kind of like i'm not defeatist i just get real like i have to keep stepping back to sort of figure out where i sit in this position it's staggering to realize all these connections because like you know we're we're sitting at the bottom of such a tall pyramid and putting all this pressure on our immediate surroundings to like make a difference and change things. And then it's like, Oh God, like we're all, we're, it's impossible to know where the energy is going to go because we're all sort of just reacting to the moment. Like, I don't know to take it back into this example of this corporate, uh, merger. Um, I saw like, I, I was reading the Slate piece about the Bandcamp sale and there was a link to this thread that talks about like the demands to keep um, like some consistency on the music platform. Mm. And I don't know if you all would feel interested in... Oh, who, 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 like who tweeted uh, it? It was Future of Music Coalition. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. All right. Yeah. Is this? Oh yeah, no. It's okay. Good. No, Kevin is like very novel. Like, is one of the most novel people about all this stuff. And uh, sometimes I disagree with Kevin, but that's fine. Well, maybe that'd be interesting to get into. So there's like these uh, eight points, mm. and um, maybe I because I want to know like how yeah. these sound. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. go for it. Um, okay, so so for. Um, in evaluating this merger, uh, that's perhaps this is a um, perhaps a key question. Does Epic fundamentally understand what the principles are like of the platform that they're buying, um, and is Epic comfortable with committing to them moving forward? And 
the principles as stated on this thread are one clear fair and transparent terms two neutral and non-discriminatory treatment of all the artists and labels they work with no sweetheart deals or equity stakes for big rights holders Mm -hmm. three absolutely no payola of any kind in any part of the platform four Centering the needs of artists, especially those whose work is not aiming for mass scale in platform design and new feature development. That is an interesting one. The only reason I, I, I want, well, I guess the payola one, I'm payola, I guess is bad, but I always feel like payola gets very tied to like back in the mid century mob ties kind of things. And mm-hmm. I feel like when people talk about payola now, they just have that in the specter of their head. And I'm always a little like, what do we mean when we say payola? Because payola is basically how the industry works, like right. regularly. <laughs> it's just that, like, it became got a lot a, of greasy pumps. Yeah, it just became <laughs> illegal because there was just like slightly more criminal elements we didn't like back then. So I'm all again. I guess it's bad, but I feel like I, I feel like people say that, and I'm always like, hmm, I don't know. Payola is a feeling. You know it when you've experienced it. It actually they kind of say they kind of. Say that in the mid-century during some court cases where it's like, but like, how is this any different than what you normally do day to day? No, like, it reminds me of like the um, critical writing about like g- gang culture and stuff like that. Yeah, like yo, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you doing capitalism is bad, yeah. but me doing capitalism is business. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I mean, I watched, I, I started watching The Irishman. I got like halfway through. Hell yes, and I love like, it. And like <laughs> that, and that really again was sort of like, okay, so what's the problem here? Like, I mean. <laughs> There are issues, yes, but also, like, mm, I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, like, yeah. Honestly, we gotta get these Girl Scouts out of here. They're selling too many cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's, we gotta text the Girl Scouts. We gotta take a higher percent to the government. Uh, yeah, it's like, it is, like, kind of turf, turf war-y. Yeah, it is a turf war. And like sometimes it's like, I mean, it's a turf war where it's like, yeah, we don't want you guys to be doing this because we just are actually against your institutions and we want to fight against them. And like, I just watched uh, Graffiti Bridge, (laughs) the the sequel to Purple Rain. Whoa. (laughs) And it's basically like Prince doing a like Copacabana or like like a West Side Story type thing. Oh, interesting. It's very like two clubs like <laughs> damn so it's very stupid also <laughs> i'm gonna say this sorry when i was I, when I was home in north carolina the other week and my dad had on like a law and order which i guess it was like i guess maybe it was like a more gang related one or like or no it was organized crime or something i didn't i didn't recognize this it was a newer one and i was just like organized crime but like crime is so disorganized right now actually like there yeah. is i mean like I get a whole other topic, but yeah, it's like there's so much like whenever or I payola, see, baby. Yeah, it's like there yeah. isn't like like there isn't. We're like, triggered by payola. payola. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there is an organized crime the way that we used to have it. But let's go back to the thread. Well, no, I think we've hit on something though because organized crime used to be something that uh, ha- had sway in this country, especially in it's its own entertainment. Yeah, it's its own entertainment <laughs> was a lawless industry, and now all these fucking middle managers are moving in. That's, and it's true. It's it true. Is true. That's what the '80s were. The '80s were literally private equity replacing the mob in like a lot of industry, a lot of entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, which criminal do you prefer? I know which one I prefer. I mean, I, I have lots. <laughs> Choose I your say, fighter. I have, I have I have my preferences as well. Um. All right. So that was that was good. It was like a mid mid list break. Okay. Uh. 
So num- uh, number five, investment in original high quality journalism that centers diverse communities and musical traditions not covered elsewhere. Um, six, treating music listeners respectfully, rejecting the kinds of surveillance technologies and user monetization schemes running rampant on some of the major music platforms. Mm. And also Epic itself. Epic itself. Yeah. And Tencent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They specialize in making Definitely. like games that track everything and yep. suck up your data. Yeah, that's why the Chinese government has not like been happy with Tencent, rightfully so. Um, seven, valuing music itself by allowing artists to set pricing, rejecting the notion of music as loss leader. Um, eight, never joining in efforts by large firms to drive down the value of music in um, rate setting processes or working to limit musicians' rights over where or how their work appears. That is... Okay, well, yeah, that's getting to, like, the copyright royalty board stuff where, like, Spotify and basically most most companies, except for, like, Apple occasionally, SoundCloud is neutral on this, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. they fight against songwriter pay increasing and all this stuff, and that's, like, really, like, in the weeds, but also very shitty. Like, very in the weeds, but very shitty. Oh, but that like yeah, that's like a pretty solid like list. Like oh, <laughs> she's really disruptive today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's like a so- that's like a solid list, and I think that's kind of the thing where I feel that right now we still don't really know what exactly this will mean for Bandcamp. I think we just can kind of look at the trajectory of Epic Games, especially the last like five years since the arrival of Fortnite. And you can just sort of see what normally happens when small companies get bought out by bigger companies. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's not, I mean, my mom would, all, not my mom always said this. She said this like once and it stuck with me where she was like, <laughs> whenever people talk about like there being like sort of like mergers or people or like companies coming together, that means it's bad for you, mm-hmm. which I was like, hmm, that's probably true. And I mean, it is though. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, Epic like has, I think uh, like made like like the popular games for children worse um, in in so many ways. It's proliferated the like microtransaction um, bullshit that like gamers, to their credit, rail against. They hate it, correctly. They hate it, and, and they've always hated it. I guess I like back in the again mid odds, like Gears of War three Xbox three sixty like. People hated microtransactions and hated sort of this idea that I had to pay like five or ten dollars for like a piece of horse armor or something. Like that I remember being a very big video game meme. And it was like a correct one. It's like, why am I paying five dollars for armor for my digital horse? <laughs> and because now, it's sick. But yeah, but no, now that's entirely what Fortnite's entire business is just that. Uh, the second and then the secondary skins markets that it produces is like like in our like um break things luddite class i i would often like in in my brain i'm always conflating like secondary digital markets with crypto because it just to me it's like they're kind of their own currency same thing same thing (laughs) pretty much the same thing right it's like a different i know one's on the blockchain one's not but it's like it it's just like that's like what like we're being pushed towards is like oh we'll we'll have a thing like we'll have things like itunes like spotify but for like um cosmetic 
uh, things in all in your video games. Yeah, and that's I think one of the reasons why gamers really don't like NFTs is because they sort of see this as the same thing that they've been fighting for the last like two decades, basically. Yeah, and, like, and, and they're right. They're yeah, totally they're, right. Yeah, they're absolutely right, and they're also just sort of like correctly identifying this is like a worse technology as well. This is not like mm -hmm. improvement. This is like again things getting worse, but being told that it's the future. So I very much also sort of connect with that as well yeah it sort of is like this extension of the speculative markets that expand from um like it's like okay we had the stock market and we always had this uh gauge for trying to um i don't know fight like like pit the emotional value of one company against another, but like it's stock markets are like rich people feelings. Yeah. Like, um, but then more recently is like, as our media sphere develops, it's like, how do we monetize all of these interactions? And then, so we have media. Now we have social media. Now we have like an entire, virtual existence so now we have a virtual currency and we're just recreating like these little fractal environments that are like okay we're just gonna take every fucked up system and recreate it yeah i mean i think this is one of the things that like well i guess i could sort of think about Bandcamp in this context the same as crypto where it's like the importance of the coronavirus and all of this it's like without covid i do kind of increasingly sort of want to go like a lot of these combos just wouldn't be happening in the same way like crypto would not be where it is today without the coronavirus because people wouldn't have like cared as much inside and then oh and then also people same thing with the GameStop thing last year too where it's like people got all into that myself included but it's like you like happened because people were inside and had nothing to do and were like bored and so i feel like there's like a lot of like spec like speculation at the moment that is only because people have just been so like cooped up the fact that we're like even doing this podcast in person and have a lovely cat oh my god disrupting the fucking show push her down no, no she's no, so no, sweetie like baby just keeps going between <laughs> me and david and she's like hello 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 but like and now i say hello to you hello <laughs> but, but yeah this is what you get instead of it just being the awkward zoom pauses and like technical difficulties you get like right. a live cat just doing the oh, doing cuties <laughs> <laughs> it's so much it's it the yeah uh, the epic podcast in person episodes are just so much better that things in person is better and it's easier to to talk to people and it's easier to like pull pull people well let's get into like our other sort of topic is like when people are constantly being conditioned on these platforms to feel a certain way about things it's like 9-11 too baby 9-11 too how do we feel about it? Um, oh boy, nine eleven two is going down in a big way. <laughs> Only we're seasoned vets. We know we about nine eleven one, so we're all like, we listened to David Cross "Shut Up, You Fucking Baby" on a loop when we were children. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not gonna get us. <laughs> you're not gonna. We get know us. what's going on. <laughs> George Bush is still responsible for this. Yes, George Bush did nine eleven, and and the George Bush Industrial Complex continues to this day yeah it's just it's really <laughs> it's wild the government it's wild to see <laughs> like the way that um all of these uh moves are are being made on a 
on a geopolitical scale. It's like mm-hmm. we like if you ever had a question of whether or not um, the government was acting according to business interests, it's like okay, just look at how it's like. Uh, children aren't allowed to watch the Disney movie Anastasia anymore because it depicts uh. a Russian princess. And then people just all arguing like, yeah, but the licensing is up. And then just uh, and then other people going like, OK, yeah, but how about like every single other cultural event that's even remotely tied to the entire country that we're now all of a sudden mad at within a 24 hour period because before everyone was just mad at something else like it's and now you're so not allowed psycho. to see anything from russia and, and russians let's, let's can't even regular have money russian yeah. And, yeah, I'm yeah like it's it is 9-11 too because it, it, it is it's like it, it but it's like it's um like because it was like back then it was like oh we're like super anti-muslim and like you know we're not supporting muslim businesses and like you know um freedom fries and all of this like bullshit like, and we also hated france at that point yeah, we, too yeah, because we right. hated france for not supporting our stupid war and so that gets weaponized and and we're all told like like there's all you know there's these, that was- <laughs> these media kits going around being like how to get your organized to talk to organization to talk about ukraine and it's like this is direct talking points from these like state department entities yeah and, <laughs> and then the other thing is that like for a lot of just regular people especially i again want to talk to the middle managers and the pencil pushers at all these companies it's like they also are just turning on the television, which is basically yelling at them, we need a fly zone now. I just saw this a horrible... no fly zone. No fly zone. <laughs> we yeah. need a no fly zone we now. We need to start but, nuclear holocaust well, now. now. Because, like, <laughs> yes. like, and it's like because they're like watching the news where they're like, they're seeing horrible things that Russia is doing to Ukraine right now. And they're like, we have to do something. We must do something. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very strange to see the way that that filters even to people that like aren't necessarily attached to that um, media pipeline. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm not, I, I, it's like I don't know. People like maybe they want to just like be regurgitating these messages, but then I've been getting a lot of like conversations with friends that are like, oh, but what should I do? Like, how do we react to this? And it's like. Uh, like uh, the DSA line put is your, good. Put yourself in the shoes of like someone along all of the routes of this like possible mm-hmm. uh, pipeline that you want to make, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, imagine you're in Ukraine and you're a refugee and you're just uh, running and you're like, oh, I'm trying to get to Poland or something. Are you going to Venmo them like train money or something? Like, what do you want to do? Mm. And then it's like, oh, okay, so you want to go to an, an NGO and you want to say, okay, oh, thank God. Oh, these people are going to fix everything for me and I'm just going to mm. do this one-time donation because I'm freaking out by the news. It's like, okay, cool. Well, what about six months from now because it's still going to be fucked up then? Mm. What about a year from now because it's still going to be fucked mm. up? What about two years? What about the rest of our lives because this is going to have rippling consequences that we are not going to be able to figure out within a week of having a war two weeks of having a war and how much we're already involved from this country and like how we started getting involved like and how this conflict has been going on like and blowing up for the past few decades like and unless you want to count history as a continuum because there's no breaks in these like you know 
conflicts. Well, Lucia, <laughs> you're actually doing what's known as uh, what aboutism, yeah, and say, it's uh, um, actually extremely problematic. Oh, you're right. Um, I should be actually terrified, <laughs> and I should be looking. You should just be super anxious. Yeah, and, and giving your money to random GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I love the I All love day. I love this one that I saw uh a little bit ago it was like the you go on Airbnb and you look for Ukrainian oh houses God. that are that are just putting themselves press up there releases. and you just give them money. Goddamn press releases. I hate Okay, also Dude. that's like so earlier this week I think it was like Facebook, Tesla and a bunch of stories like again like a newsletter I was reading just listed all the things tech companies were doing for the Ukraine and I was like press releases press releases press releases press releases these are not yep. they didn't do like i yep. like I, I haven't done the research it's not like when i looked into the snoop dogg nfts where i saw that there's a lot of scams there that's a thing for another day mm. um but it's like i'm pretty sure like probably there are not that many people doing that airbnb stuff i saw that facebook was like we took down a bunch of misinformation i'm like that's a lie like i like do not believe that you did anything for any of these things. It's like, I feel like a lot of these companies are saying they're doing stuff and it's just a way to look like they're doing things because. Yeah. 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 At this point, I'm not even really sure like what audience, I mean, maybe internally it's serving an audience. I think Facebook is different because obviously the military and the U S government wants them to be on this right now. Yeah. But it's like a lot of it. I'm like, you guys aren't doing it. I guess I like want to like se separate like actual things happening, like the sanctions we are imposing yeah. upon Russian people versus Facebook said this weird thing or like we moved a movie from a thing where I'm like, ah, that doesn't actually matter like at, at all versus like, oh, these other things we're doing that are being fueled by the same energy that people, yeah. like I see people again in New York City, the best place in the world, having like no war, no fly zone signs <laughs> out there. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's how we create the worst sanctions on Russia right now is because people are just so worked up about it and it's just being expressed in all these really kind of confusing yeah, and ways. The, and the mainstream media is not talking about sanctions critically. They're talking about sanctions and, and like implying that it's like possible to like target individual people with sanctions. It's just not fucking true. Well, and they already made the, it's like, yeah, that's intentionally obscured. That's, that's, partially like one of the main reasons why we're able to continue a culture of sanctioning like half of the fucking planet at this point yeah like yeah like we're yes. determined yes. that's not to, a hyperbolic no also actually yeah, no we're determined to break dollar hegemony that, we're determined right. to actually shoot ourselves mm -hmm. in the fucking foot and just make sure that they all of these media media puppet George Takei out there being like oh um, yeah it, this is like like they're doing like war bonds propaganda they're like um uh, Americans should just accept higher prices for the for, for food for, for food because of Ukraine and fuel absolutely not I mean bullshit absolutely not also Biden was threatening sanctions against like India last week maybe because India has just sort of been trying to just like keep hands away from this entire situation right now and they, and yeah Biden I guess the White House was like looking into maybe doing some sanctions for India and it's like huh so do we just god because like everything with the modi government up to this point wasn't really like a good enough reason but now that shit's popping off and we're just like getting a little trigger happy maybe we could just like throw a couple more sanctions on top of the pile like who cares as long as you're pushing them through and like 
Well, to like push India to do what we will not do, which is put American boots on the ground. I do not see that happening. No, no but, which, you, but you do yeah. see the incentive for people to volunteer. Yes, to volunteer. Which is That's completely happening. insane yeah. because, you know, they like, need the combat experience or whatever. No, it's like, it's like, oh, insane. you know, why don't we whip everybody up and freak everybody out so that like Europeans and Americans feel like this urge to join the Ukrainian cause just as if mm-hmm. it was like fighting the syrian civil war Absolutely. as if it was the same yes. fucking thing and all of these conflicts get like totally conflated because we have this yeah. like immediate response to underdog narratives and we don't really consider like okay we're making issues and then pushing people to go fight them and pushing people to feel bad if they're not doing anything and it's like okay if you like if you're just again at the bottom of this pyramid where these like epic forces are working all around you yeah like yeah i was thinking when when we're talking about the media pipeline before like anybody who's on social media is in the media pipeline it's just like you might be at the end of it yeah or whatever but it's like we're all being seen like we're all seeing that shit constantly and that like you talk about fomo the the state department can make fomo for like not being nationalistic enough like and the i think it's helpful for them to have a cipher in ukraine for people to be like yeah i support the people of ukraine cuz like people uh like have have associated like for for 9/11 they needed like a a, a like people weren't really like they doing, had to stoke more yeah. racism they had to stoke and that. they had to like they were playing a different angle there where it's like okay well this is this is like yeah the region then, is always wild and crazy and then that's also yeah. why they have to sort of support like um civil society sort of groups and programs because it's sort of like okay we also are making progress here because you don't just want to think that we're just sort of bombing and sort of tearing things down people want to believe that you're like helping and building a new thing like that was the whole sort of like I guess like early part of the of, of the wars where it was like yeah we're like gonna build something new and better n- not just destroy everything yeah, like Iraq like that's yeah, how Iraq yeah. was yeah. sold for for um, liberals to get on board and it's like insane that they love they just love getting Lucy footballed they love it yeah and the thing is right now we aren't even like that's the thing that's I guess that's kind of what is confusing to me right now about the messaging of this and just how cacophonous it's gone really really quickly is that like. I, because Biden has said we're not putting troops on the ground. Yeah. But despite that, people are like, no fly zone. People definitely are asking, are we going to send troops? This is so bad. Yeah. It's getting worse. Why can't we do more to help? And I'm like, I just feel like I'm in a way where I'm like, yeah. the president already said we're not doing this thing. If no one in a like popular opinion would be against it entirely. But there's still like another very loud force trying to make that happen. And it's just, I don't know, I guess that's why I'm kind of in finding this a little like more disorienting than normal. Because I feel like I'd be used, if the president was like more verbose about this, I feel like it'd be a little bit more coherent, but it feels a little, I guess like- No, it's matching him. It's matching the dementia. But but here's here's what's happening though. Like the messaging around this conflict is taking into account social media for the first time in a way where they've been able to get enough research to find out like how to manipulate people 
in real time to react to a situation. So like now we're like after 9-11, it was the testing ground to find out how we could stoke crowds, how we Arab could like, too. yeah, oh, how we Arab could Spring, like yeah. squeeze people uh, mm-hmm. for resources if we need to, how we could channel them into like joining conflicts, etc. And now yeah. we're we're getting this thing where the first thing they realized is a ton of noise helps you do things like you know the all the messaging that we had that was starting this conflict was like oh no it's gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's gonna happen it's not gonna happen uh, and the whole mm -hmm. thing is like don't just don't participate in this because what we need to look at is the concrete elements that are like we are already participating like as a nato member in the war because sanctions are a, right. are a form of warfare so yeah. if we say we're not going to be getting involved and we don't want boots on the ground eventually that is has like a like a high possibility ability they of changing have because shooters too they have shooters on all social media platforms looking for people who have dissenting opinions of nato and trying to like compare you to tucker carlson like that that is like a strategy that's being deployed against like left criticism of nato right now and it's like you can't even say the mildest criticism or else you're being like oh you're a putin asset you're right a putin yeah. which it's like it's like I mean, also, you know, our government is a Putin asset because we helped <laughs> to instate him exactly. and, you know, bring him up from the KGB. So, like, what the fuck is anybody talking about ever? You have to look at those points and then just realize, like, okay, there is going to be some financial incentive for all of these mergers to occur. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And looking okay. at Ukraine is like, okay, it's, it, you know, we're always in like a constant conflict for um, like resources and for real estate and for control of like different waterways, mm-hmm. control of different uh, like pipelines. Can, just distribution is always going to be important. And also like these weird buffers between like previously Soviet Union countries and mm-hmm. like, drawing these hard lines between economies is important and looking at like the um what we're doing with fuel business like we already started um rerouting deals for fuel with uh yeah. european countries like you know nord stream to to germany is like canceled and we're like taking over so you know we're already we're already like we're involved. It's on. Yeah, this is why I felt bad. This is why, like, as soon as, like, it happened, after the initial shock, and then just sort of seeing, like, some TikToks of people, of, like, people in Ukraine and Russia, and being like, ooh, this is bad, I'm deleting this app for a minute, Um, I was just like, this is all, like, veering in a di- bad direction, and is I, and I didn't, and I didn't really understand what direction, and as we're talking, it's elucidating a bit clear, but I think it was un- unnerved to me because the, like, reaction from a lot of just regular people was to sort of like throw the ukrainian flag up to try to sort of start ginning up all of this energy mm-hmm. and sort of these like feelings and i'm like but it's just going we're getting all these sort of yes. like nationalistic feelings going towards yeah just reorienting again more like oil 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 sort of like extraction and all these other things and i'm like 
oh man, dang it. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, I really, it's, yes. like, it's like, it's like, maybe it's a sort of sense of powerlessness too, where it's like, oh yeah, like I can kind of sense this is weird, but as the more pieces start coming into place, I'm like, oh, this, this just, ah, oh, this just got really bad. And like, I didn't even really see or understand how this came and hit, but it hit really, really hard all of a sudden because they had all these things ready to start going. It's like how we're now talking to Venezuela right. to try to get more oil. And I'm like, Oh, well, it's it's a wow. way for them to channel like what I wanted to talk like go back to a little bit to what we were talking about before like because COVID also like um, showed so many people so many like really long time activists like really like dedicated left people that like when there is a crisis and the the, the media is completely focused on it um, we could like raise a shitload of money really quickly for mutual aid yeah type projects and so it's like that and it's just a one-off thing because it's always like you know you can't keep up this level of intensity across the entire span of a conflict like you know afghanistan and iraq Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff it's like Mm -hmm. yeah okay so you you all remember what happened we lived through it it was horrifying it was like oh my god the oh my god the towers and then like it was like, okay, oh, that shit's still going on? Well, oh, this is going to la- outlast your ability to yes. be, like, personally involved and you're going to end up getting wrapped into another thing because everything's falling apart at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of why I felt like as I was reading the news, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, like, check in and out of this one. And also, you can't trust the news you're reading about the conflict right now either because, like, who yeah. knows what's actually yeah. happening in any of these places to have any idea of what the actual sort of like, we don't even have a clue of what like their strategic aims are. Like realistically. I mean, watch the speeches though. I mean, the speeches say a lot, but it's also kind of like, I don't, I guess like, I don't want to project that I like in five years will have, I feel like in five years, I'll have a much better sense of what the goals and thoughts were of this thing versus right now where I'm like, I I don't know. I've just been toggling like what, Mm -hmm. The, the only thing I'm taking in from this is just like I check in uh, I check in global news because I want to hear what the condensed media uh, standpoint is from the West. And then I check in, like, listen to the UN because they're mm. constantly um, updating like diplomacy whatever they're like okay this person's talking to this person now this they're talking to them yeah my, my, and then, my like, chinese propaganda podcast covers the un stuff and it's very helpful yeah, exactly oh, yeah it's like yeah just like look at what the un is talking about um and then like uh putin is you know he's giving speeches yeah. I, I just like focus on that and i don't look at anybody like giving opinions because i'm like just stop unless yeah, like shit sucks yeah, yeah and apologies everybody listening for these opinions yeah but- well, our, our, it's good when we do it we <laughs> no, because i'm focusing on is just like checking in on the new york times app cnn.com oh god WNYC. no don't do it don't do it it'll destroy your brain but like the reason why is because i'm like i have because like I, if I don't check in on normal, like this is why I started following a lot more local New York City news. Cause like a yeah. friend of mine described Eric Adams as the PIX 11 headlines mayor. Yes. Which I was like, 
oh, that actually explains it. It's because it's like he yes. reacts to headlines on the news, doesn't enact actual real policies or right. things that are changing. He it's just, just says like, it. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's the same as Trump like that. Yeah. And I, sure. but like, and that's how most, and that's how most people are reacting to things. That's why when I see all these Ukraine flags and signs just in people's windows, especially in the New York City, the parts where people, not the U- part where not there are Ukrainian, Ukrainian or Russian yeah. people, just like yeah. random liberals who just have like a lot of feelings they must express. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know I won't know why they're expressing those feelings if I just listen to the, the probably better news sources. Because I would be like, well, I'm listening to this and I don't have that reaction. But then when I see cable news, I'm like, oh, well, yes, because they've been yelling about the no-fly zone for a week. I get why all of a sudden people have signed to the, the no point where the uh, White House had to release a statement about it, being like, "We're not doing this." Marco Rubio today was on, <laughs> like, I, I was I was reading the Hill earlier, and like Marco Rubio, like the Republican from Florida, was like, "We're not doing a no fly zone." What are you talking Jesus about? Because nobody knows what that know means. Anything. Nobody knows like but, it's yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But now because of how intense things have got within like three days, basically, like within three or four days. We were all of a sudden people were yelling like Reuters had a, a headline where they were like seventy four percent of Americans want like a no fly zone, which is just like not real like absolute fake news like what however they did that poll like disregard it but like that's yeah. the level of like fervor they're like really riling up out of us oh now. sure I mean and it's just it's like yeah it's useless just it's this is what like okay you can look at it and be like oh people are taking this in and that's what i need to like get ahead of being like subjected to poison and it's like no or you can just go oh a lot of people are talking about this and i'm sure it's because it's in the news we, we know just, like we've we've yeah, experienced it, enough of it we don't have to do it anymore like i'm like i'm like i can get like like I can check check it like a little bit. I can get it through like osmosis a little bit. I don't, but I get, I understand where those the 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 line that they're pushing at this point. I don't mm. need to subject myself to it because it's torture. Yeah, you, but you need to like think clearly also just to help people who are in that position. Yeah, so I get like so yeah, sense. there's a balance. Yeah, for sure. it's like it's like whoa, hey, you probably are like watching a lot of news right now, but maybe actually we i can help you to tap into this other thing that you know you can read these yeah. tea leaves let's that... do history let's do some history but, yeah. and that's a crazy yeah um people are like all right sorry people yeah. are texting me about um, the painting that i made that has a reference to this conflict that is like i was just you know, looking at like the dissolution of the Soviet Union mm-hmm. and sort of like sure. all these different states and then the pressure in between them and then thinking about like, you know, how do I put this in a painting? Yeah. And then I like wrote about it and then I made a little zine and then this was all before any of the conflict, you know, technically started happening. And it's just like... And, in the eyes of the US. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then and then and people like, you know, do the thing where they're like, oh fuck, is your painting psychic? Like literally get like, dude, you're painting. I'm just a Marxist, bro. (laughs) No, but it's it is sort of like it's like you know, the one thing you can know for sure is that if the media is making you panic about a thing, it's probably been going on for a very long time. Like they didn't just figure out how to just go to town in a day and then do it. I wanted to, to to go back a little and talk about like the assumed like people assume legitimacy for like these leaders like they assume that all of the leaders what putin Zelensky, like 
our leaders here in the United States, like we like assume legitimacy and like, oh my God, and Zelensky. we have. Oh my god. There, there are clips of Zelensky playing the president. Um, there's like a, on a sketch show where he's like elated um, like to get a call from NATO that they've accepted Ukraine. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's like one of the... We I love it. it. I watched it really stoned and it really fucked up my brain. I, I, this is... <laughs> yeah. He's a literal actor and... Um, <laughs> I really like the clips that come out where it's like Zelensky dancing with the stars, Zelensky yep. putting on heels and doing a tribute very to hot. trans rights. Very hot, but yeah. Uh, twenty six. <laughs> I mean, and I think twenty. I mean, it's just twenty. It's just twenty sixteen. It's just us getting Trump. It's just Italy electing like like um, Berlusconi like in the early nineties. It's all yep. like. Yeah, just all the, we just been uh, whatever. We just been on a downward spiral. Yeah, because the big the, the liberal thing is like. Uh, you're you're a Putin puppet. You're not recognizing the sovereign state of Ukraine, and I'm like, I don't believe in the legitimacy of like most of these states, like in the world, like the 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 way that these elections are set up, and the the influence that particularly the United States has through agencies like the OA the OAS, and like um the 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 propaganda that we could like fuel up at any second to get in. Um, a leader that we prefer to be in charge um, uh, is such an outsized influence that it, I'm like, no, I believe in a people's government. Um, that's like, yeah. you know, I mean, just to international be, just and- to just to be clear on this point, it's like we're, you know, we're deeply understanding of the cultural, uh, like the the cultural differences in yeah. regions and oh, the yeah. way that yeah we're not we're not saying at all like we we don't think that there's a world where like oh Russia can just take a thing and it's no, fine like it's oh, no, no, that's no, not this is not so this yeah. is all very and just to be clear for everybody listening we don't think that it's all right that any of this is happening no, no this is terrible horrible. this is yeah. all horrible shit yeah <laughs> just like but but there is the world where we could be treating borders differently and like we don't have to be using them as like cudgels against each other right like we could just be like okay this is just an area where you know the language started shifting and you can experience different things and the and the weather's like this and that's cool and you can just boop 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 right on a road from one place to another and you're not going to see any extreme differences in resource distribution or something because of some fucked up idea that people had that these people deserve this and those people deserve that just simply because of torture and yep yeah Yeah. extractive economies yeah yeah all it takes is like all it takes is like another country doing imperialism for liberals to be like uh, yes, we must secure the borders. We must, like, you know, we must. Do, like, yeah, like and like, and then the part of like but securing, there, yeah, uh, the part of securing <laughs> the borders that now has like, there's like a new uh, frontier to that of like the media space, yeah. which like ties it all back together. Yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, so now there's you know PayPal um, stopped operating in Russia oh, so and bad. like. Yeah, there's all these content creators um, who are like, 
hey, uh, I am effectively fucked because I am an online content creator and I'm Russian and I have nothing now and people are telling me that if I don't want this to happen, I should go protest, but we are protesting and you can get imprisoned or killed for for protesting here. And it's like, okay, what do you, like, and Americans are just, you know, taking to their little fucking phones and going like, oh, if I lived in a country that was bad, I would try to stop the government and make it good again. And it's like, oh, guys, come on. Also, it's like, if you're an American, we two years ago had the George Floyd protest where you had a great opportunity to go stand against the police state that you live in. Mm-hmm. We had that one. We I know really probably did. I know probably some of the same folks posting some of those like Instagram graphics did go out and protest, but like I know a lot of them did not. And it's just like, please, if you're gonna throw the lives of average Russians potentially into real life or death peril, please at least like do the same for yeah things a little bit closer to home at least a little bit no absolutely and i think that that, that's like such a good point too because wasn't it like like one of the uh uh counts of like the arrests that happened during black lives matter protests was like a hundred thousand people or something crazy like that it was just like insane. An, was an insane lot, amount an of brutality insane. oh i mean they, i mean cops like i mean they didn't I, they always do but I, I just always think of the so of like the cops just driving over people here in new york city and that's just like kind of like a sort of like entirely phantom wash whenever people talk about the police yeah. now yeah. or that like and this was 2019, but like on my train, on, uh, at my train stop, a cop pulled a gun on a kid that just hopped a turnstile, and you're just like so entirely memory wiped. Now we just never talk about it, never remember. Like all the FTP protests, which obviously take or leave how people feel about those. Y'all talked about that back then, but it's like that was a real stuff that was happening that people could have been like more up in arms about but now it's again like a new platform and have a direct effect like this is my point about like what aboutism why what aboutism is very good what aboutism is a good thing to bring up especially as like people like us who have like uh, you know really we're we're good we have good left analysis so like the way the 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 way to talk about what aboutism to me is like yes it is fucked up in, in that in Russia you can get 15 years for protesting the Iraq war. Hey, w- you know, we might not be able to do much about that because we're not in Russia. But look, that we have very similar practices here in the United States. You can argue with, like, some states are kind of as bad as Russia's policy, uh, you know? Yeah, and some states, yeah. they uh, said it was fine if you drive over protesters. Like, yeah, in right. France, I mean, France... Biden all- even joked about driving over uh, journalists who was, like, trying to ask him questions about yes, the election. Yeah, and also, like, in France, just another Western country, like, they basically tried to make protesting just kind of illegal. Like, they wasn't, like couched in those terms because the liberal government there wouldn't say it like that but it basically was just to say like you can't protest we don't want this anymore there have been similar bills introduced into the new york state legislature there you know yeah and really it's like yeah when you look at this comparison of how we're being treated domestically and then how we expect people to be acting in their other like wherever they are in the world it's like okay everyone get a clue yeah no well like calm the fuck down (laughs) and also yeah we need to realize that if we had 
a better sense of organizing here. If we had an yes. anti-war movement here, mm -hmm. we would be able to maybe, maybe voice some dissent for the way that we're aggravating the conflict now. That's right. yeah. Like that is one thing that's completely in our control and we're doing none of. Like we could be that's saving right. lives just by fucking pressuring our government in some kind of a way, not like on fucking Twitter. No, a really positive thing I've seen is like different segments of the United States left who normally like disagree a lot, like come together around the, the, the DSA international um, working groups statement um, that was that got shit from a uh, 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 part of the Biden administration. Itself. Yeah, right. Um, that's a really good thing to me. That's like a very positive thing that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, I guess, experiencing this in real time is that it's like this is why I feel like on, I said it earlier, but like on the Thursday, like after like I guess like it was Wednesday was when they started invading like East Coast time. Then Thursday was when it like sort of like it was very like sudden. I was like kind of disoriented just even like listening to like some pod like some like lefty podcast i'd listen to but with, by like monday or tuesday i felt like people were like okay cool like head sort of turning the gears started like returning again and it seemed like people were like able to like rethink a bit like oh so that's what's actually happening here it's like it took like a very legitimate shock to the system of, for everyone then people were able to sort of start like figuring out ways to articulate like dissent and actual critical thought around this. Yes. But by that point, yes. because we aren't organized because that took days to happen, a, an it's actual, is, yeah. And now we're at the, yeah, no fly zone. World. And I, I feel like that's, that's kind of like maybe another example of how we treat these issues of like, or, all right, we, we spend a lot of time like reacting to the media and we spend a lot of time going, oh, I see, like we're, you know, we're being ginned up right now. Like, huh, okay, I, I just spent all of this time figuring out that that's happening. And it's like, no, that is a constant state. That's, a constant. that's mm, not, yeah. you know, the the fact that we're that's we're true. being fucking fleeced all the time. Sorry <laughs> for sounding like a goddamn tinfoil hat person. We are it's a tinfoil like, hat podcast. No, but, everyone needs to deal with it. But for real, it's like everyone <laughs> thinks that they're engaging because they're like focusing on these waves of um, anxiety. And it's like, if, if you do take the grill pill and step back from it all and just go, oh, we have no infrastructure to back up this fucking crazy mm -hmm. emotional ride that we're on and we're all exhausted and we're all going nowhere. Like, this mm -hmm. is happening. We can take a step back now and figure out what we want to do about it, if anything. Or we can, like, watch some cartoons. Yeah. And that's kind of why I really was, like, trying to step back. And that's kind of why I was excited to, like, start talking to more people after a few days. Because all of a sudden, it seemed like people actually had, like... I don't know. It took, like, a couple days to, like, text some... Like, today, I texted a friend where, like, some basketball player is, like, being held in Russia for, like, reasons that I think yeah. it was, like, drugs or something. Which is, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which, is, like, sh which is, like, shitty. But I also saw it and was just, like... Wasn't the there, like, a figure skater? Same... Oh, the figure skating scene is insane. Yeah. 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 It's totally whack. But, like, I sent like I sent a thing to a friend about this sort of, like, casually sort of joking about, about it just because I was just sort of, like... The way that it was framed was as if this was part of the war. Like, this was, like, sort of a thing in... Like, they took one of our... Ba it was basically framed, like... They took one of our basketball players. What are we about to do about that? But it it's kind like, of is all apart. Like Vinny was telling me also about this. Yeah. Um, there was like a soccer player that got bought 
yep from brazil by russia and that russian like economy just tanked so they couldn't pay so then it's like they you know they banned all the russian athletes from the paralympics yeah yeah and they also like it's all yeah no the fifa removed like like, removed like the russian team like removed like russian affiliated teams so like so like fifa the video game even removed like the russian and belarus like teams from the game and i guess and yeah it is talk about cancel culture am i right but yeah it's like all interconnected it's, it's all interconnected, but I guess that's what I was like, sort of trying to think through earlier. Where it's just like, yeah, I guess this is my own brain just sort of feeling like the wave of being overwhelmed, which is why I was so happy to sort of want to be on the pod because yeah. I was like, oh, I definitely need to continue to talk this out because I feel like to go way, way back to the yeah. COVID stuff. I think that's one of the things that becomes that's become a little clearer to my to, to at least me personally of some of the COVID stuff was like. Oh, I wish that like, I don't know, I guess your early shows like about COVID sort of talk a little bit, we're talking about just how wild things were going to get, but it was also just sort of like the whiplash of Bernie to COVID to being inside and then like protest, like (laughs) all of that like level of whiplash, which I know y'all were talking about last week, but I related to it really hard because I was just like, yeah, like there's been such like a high level of whiplash that like when I can start stepping back and having a bit more cogent thoughts, that's when I get like excited about like the Starbucks unions or like GMG, my old like workplace is like is on strike right now. And like the Times, again, New York City stuff, like the Times tech worker, the New York Times tech workers just unionized, which has like, I think like 700 members in that like unit, which is like really that's great they're going up against like big money trying to stop them yeah Yeah. and it's like i have to like kind of like remember like these things are all kind of happening and i guess to to what you were sort of saying earlier lucia about like taking the step back like wait where does where do you sort of fit in here in relating to like a ukrainian refugee or like an average person in russia right now or like i assume you're just sort of like wondering is your can you just do basic things going forward? Cause as your economy is being like strangled. Right. And it's like trying to sort of like get that sort of like bearings. I feel like has, was really hard in COVID and I felt led to a lot of like, kind of like strange sort of like things and phenomena happening like mm-hmm. GameStop and shit. But it also was like now where I'm like happy. I can like experience a little bit more things, see people and like have more convo like this because otherwise in isolation, I think you kind of can sort of see social media is where people are still yelling in isolation about all this stuff. Yeah. I want to, I want to say the reflection is really good. I want to say if like, if, if, um, it's totally fine. If you're a person who like throws up a bunch of flags, like it's fine. Like I, I, like I get, it's a symbol for what's happening. Like yeah. at a certain point, it's just like I'm aware and I'm sad about it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, and, and like I don't want to like be like you're not a real leftist or whatever. It's like no, like I'm like I get it, but like this is like this is my analysis on it, and I want to say like our analysis is pretty good, and I think that we have demonstrated that like we have a pretty good handle on like when these types of phenomenon are happening. And, like, I want us to believe in ourselves and, like, part, and I want the whole, the whole of the left who's been dedicated to socialism as a project, you know, for a really long time now, like, part of that reflection to be like, yeah, okay, even if I, like, kind of got more activated during the Bernie stuff, like, it's been a long time since then, and, like, all of that all of that like analysis and critical thinking I've been dedicated to for years. And that's like something that 
is really cool <laughs> it's like I, I think it's kind of yeah it's like one of those um you gotta put your own oxygen mask on you yeah. gotta put on your life vest and then you gotta go out there and just like try to keep everything stable around you while we're like formulating something to do because it is something that's reaching mass awareness like mm -hmm. that has just been happening over the past few days like so everyone is still gonna be ha yeah like having that wave of realization like oh right okay yeah we are like completely sweeping away the fact that this pandemic just has um continued to kill thousands of people every A day, day um and now we're just focusing on something that is really visceral watching these like people's lives be completely physically uprooted and you know seeing a million refugees in a week and you know all these statistics are meant to horrify us and meant to make you feel paralyzed with guilt and sorrow Mm -hmm. and if you can like have your own relationship to that where it's like i don't know for me personally i don't know what to do but i know that i am not going to be comfortable participating in certain things That's like it. there's a lot of um fundraisers in the arts that <sighs> crop up immediately anytime something's going on which has been really like every single thing that happens it's like okay we're having a benefit auction now mm. and i'm like just it's it's this really easy way to short circuit like any deeper processing and just be like well i did a fundraiser like i'm doing a fundraiser so i'm good yeah and i'm like look money makes the world go round money is extremely important um everyone should have some so they can do things with it that's right yeah totally for it but also like what are we doing <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah and exactly and, yeah and, and we know like you know the, all of the critiques of like you know um the marks the, the the marxist critique of charity still applies to everything here and i think like you know doing there, there's more to it than like just throwing your money at GoFundMe's all day. It, like having a step back and having conversations with like people who are like dedicated to, um, you know, f thinking really critically about anti-imperialism um, is and 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 finding that clarity together collectively is the way forward because it, it, there's no like yeah are in like siphoning off into our like individual um yeah. fundraisers it, it ain't unless it. it's a gofundme for bombs guys <laughs> Get which that, pay, that patreon I mean, did. yeah oh yeah patreon so, patreon for bombs i am so confused about that story like there's no real clarity no like, it doesn't make happening. any it, i think it was a fucking op yeah because yeah, it was just normalizing this idea of what everybody's doing anyway which is just sending fucking dollars over yeah. through all of these channels that you don't know what they're doing like should there be something in the tos <laughs> And, uh, yeah. I mean, also, that's also entirely 
fake and also entirely fake too because like they could just change they that change and, you, and no one has any control over i was like yeah who, like who's the governing body just to, to, to enforce that or not God, so let's get a separate teach out on the chat let's get let's oh reach out to her about this shit you should interview her david that'd be sick that would be i mean hopefully she gets to be an elected official one one day her. yeah she keeps going a little too short but yeah hometown hero though for real yeah she yeah does good work but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I guess that's, I, it's just been very, I guess the one other thing I would say, I guess I keep sort of mentioning about like myself, the middle, the people that work at these little companies that put out the messages and, and do the virtue signaling here. I'm like, right. you're a representative right now. I'm a representative of them. And I just want to go like, for people also at these too. companies, like <laughs> you could also just try to pull back people's like instinct to keep doing this stuff. Because mm -hmm. I actually do think at some point, I don't think the Ukraine one is it. I do think something like, the Weston Caleb thing where like that whole weird TikTok phenomenon that <sighs> happened very quickly. Um, but like, I think that like a lot of brands, cause I watched a bunch of YouTubers freak out because brands talked about that. And they were like, why are brands talking about this weird TikTok phenomenon that's just shaming this random guy? And I was like, guys, you gotta remember the people that work at brands are on Twitter because they are like white collar professionals. They, it is, isn't yeah. like that complicated as to why. But for people that do work at those jobs, when you see these things, try to raise your hand and go, maybe we shouldn't do this. Or maybe this is not a thing we need to comment on as like a company. That's not a big thing. It's not gonna be, it's not solving. And actually, don't do that too much. You should be working at former union. Don't do yeah, that too it's much. Not, you'll get targeted. You'll get, yeah, don't <laughs> do that too much, but do try to at least like talk to some of your coworkers and instill in them that like your company does not need to have geopolitical opinions and doesn't need to actually do geopolitical actions in this way yeah complicated, way, complicated. In, yeah compli but like in this particular context i'm like this is not the one where you need to hit the button there are but like this is why you need to form a union this is i guess this is why yeah. you kind of need to go with the union because it, it's a collective it should be a collective decision and it's hard like like because not everything needs to be a, a collective decision because it would just take forever but like for for big like statements like that i think it should be more of a collect like if you're yeah. putting on a press release drafting about it. a statement yeah because there there is this issue now going on in the like international business community which is like people are looking at decisions um you know it's like all of the banks that decided to stop operating all of the um all of the like media freezes all of the like switches are like oh so are we deciding not to do business um because we're actually moral now so and all these companies saudi get to, arabia deals yeah exactly and what about our yeah what about our history of operating um like under the guise that business is not political because it, there's yeah i mean this is comp yeah this is okay we should, we should wrap right it's comp yeah it's, yeah it's fucking complicated let's have fun <laughs> <laughs> david thank you so much for coming on the show again it's always a delight to have you on i'm so happy that i got to come out to, Gl to glendale glendale so, chill, chill. <laughs> um, thank you i learned i feel like i i feel like this clarified a lot of thoughts for me because i just had a lot of questions and like yeah this is really weird but it's good to chat yeah i appreciate it and um yeah, everybody should support Penny Fractions and yeah, um, yeah. Let's have fun out there. Yeah, <laughs> let's have fun. Cool. Sweet. <sighs> cool.